0: The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. For every $25 you bet on college basketball, WinBet is giving you a chance to win a trip to Las Vegas for March Madness and $1,000 in free WinBet credits. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 2nd, 1034 a.m. on the East Coast. Here to break down the NBA schedule on this Wednesday night and joining me, as usual, to break everything down here in the NBA for the Wednesday night action, my co-host, my esteemed colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this uh, Wednesday, brother? Hey,
1: look, we got to get this out the way because North Carolina A&T is playing in Big South Tournament in an hour. We got to go ahead and go. My, my, I got, I got to catch my boys. We got to catch the first dub in the Big South against Rafford. Rafford ain't good. We ain't good. We beat them at their place. They beat us at our place. Hey, it's, it's time to go. Fuck Rafford. Aggie, damn pride. All right, there you go. What times that game start? An hour, you said. Yeah, it's in about an hour. Watch how fast we do this show.
0: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Let me just recap our picks from the previous night, and then we can. They were bad. Yeah, There's they were not, bad. We the had uh, they were
1: bad. That's the recap. They were bad. We had uh,
0: Chicago. All the Didn't, favorites
1: cashed. All yeah. the, literally every 7-0. single favorite
0: cashed. Seven and zero were the favorites on Monday. Uh, I hit my lock at three and a half on the Wolves. Barely got that one, but uh, the Bulls laid an egg, and so did the Charlotte Hornets. So uh, we'll try to be better here tonight uh, in the NBA on this Wednesday night. Uh, Terrell, you just want to get into the games here.
1: Uh, no. So Wednesday, 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 what, what, what happened? I mean, no Monday, 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 what happened Monday? What happened Monday? What happened Monday? Let me go. Monday, there. all the favorites
0: catch, like you said.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. All the favorites. Um, yeah. The, the Raptors beat the Nets ass. That was pretty yep. good. Scotty Barnes had a crazy game. It was a a wild game for Scotty Barnes. Did he end up missing a shot? I, I,
0: he I not, Yeah. Yard. 12 and 14.
1: Yeah. Okay. So he ended up missing. All right. Uh, the bucks steamrolled the hornets it wasn't it wasn't even close they steamrolled the hornets and yeah. they, the hornets made it close in the, in the first quarter but it was done after that then we have the grizzlies who are the look, so the grizzlies are truly and I said this a while ago that I wouldn't be if somebody came up to me and said the grizzlies are the number 1 team in the west I would not be mad at them Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really not because they handled the Spurs as they should. Ja went out there and dropped 52. Hey, so I don't know what Jaw's problem with the Spurs is, but he has <laughs> like an issue. Like there is a beef between Ja and the Spurs. He has two 40-point games and a 50-piece against the Spurs. And I think that's in like four games, like four or five games he's played against them. There's not many games on that. He has two forty pieces and a fifty piece. He really, really has an issue with the Spurs, and they play the Spurs again on March thirty first. Well, no, that's March thirtieth for y'all. So March thirtieth, he has he, he's got some points over on that game, but he has some some type of issue with the Spurs because two forty pieces and a fifty like that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. But I'm still not bought into the jaw. MVP hype I think that you're probably about a season too early probably a season too early yeah the odds look great and they're they're giving you you know double digit odds because they want you to buy in Mm -hmm. but this is locked up between Jojo and Jokic and if it's somehow not Jojo I will be highly surprised but this is locked up between Jojo and Jokic I think that they're testing you with Ja because if I just feel like one, Ja missed a, a number of games early on in the season. I think he's missed like 12 or at least 12 games. And that's a, that's a lot for you to be MVP. You can't miss that many games. Um, so I'm not really tempted by Ja MVP, but I'm leaning more and more. They are showing me that if they get hot in the playoffs, they do not have a problem beating the the Suns and the warriors and don't let them do not let, cause the warriors are falling and it seems like Draymond green is way more of an asset than people thought. Yeah. We, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of the touts, we knew that, but a lot lot of the general probably didn't think Draymond green was going to be this much. And you know, the the warriors are doing exactly what I said they do and that they would have a little bit of a rougher second half of the season. So they're a half game back from the warriors if they catch the Suns and they win the one seed. There's a very good chance that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to the NBA finals. I will. If, if I look, if it looks like that they are going to get hot and they are going to get the one seed, I will immediately put in a future for them to make the NBA finals. Because I'll if you're your telling me because huh, I'll take your action on that. Yeah, because if if you're telling me that they only have to play one, possibly, not even, but possibly only have to play one of the Suns or Warriors, absolutely,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I'm not as high on the Memphis Grizzlies as you are. Um, I still think they have a, I think they're a year away. I'll say that much. I, I think they're a year away. What what says that they're a year away though? I don't I, like, I what th- do you see? That, I still think that they need look a second scorer oh, on this team. Who like they, got? They, they need have somebody JJ next to and,
1: John. They got triple J and Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain had a he had a run a run for the whole season where he had 20 to twenty five points every game.
0: Yeah, the thing with I think with Desmond Bain is that he's he's a little streaky. He's a streaky scorer, right? I mean, if you take a look over those last couple games, he's had He's had rough shooting nights, and I don't know if that's because maybe of the whole All-Star break weekend or whatever that case might be. But, uh, yeah, we've seen flashes of what he can do. Like in the month of January, he averaged 20.8 points. That's going to come down in the month of February, down to 14.7. But I I do agree that, yeah, Desmond Bain is a good piece for them. But I... I (laughs) I'm not there yet. I see your argument for the Memphis Grizzlies, but I'm just not there yet. I still don't think they can win. Let's say fully healthy. I don't think they can beat the Phoenix Suns, and I don't think they can beat the Warriors.
1: So I think I would believe you if they didn't make the playoffs last year. If they didn't make the playoffs and they didn't have a series against the utah jazz who were really good last year yeah and even though they were it was 4-1 i think that series ended 4-1 and mm-hmm. that's that series felt like a seven game series like every game you're like, Whoa, like oh like oh hold on myth and it's like so yeah, they, they have, have, have that experience. last year right and and no J. they did not yeah no they did not yeah. and so because he has emerged as one of the top defenders in the league, and we know what Dylan Brooks can do on the perimeter, mm-hmm. and the fact that I know that they, they can score the basketball like, I know that they can score the basketball. Yeah, they may not have a guy where you're saying, All right, is jaw, and then it's definitely him. Mm-hmm. But if I know that one, any given night that I'm getting either Triple J or I'm getting Dylan Brooks or I'm getting Desmond Bain, then absolutely. And yeah. so, watching them this season, there's literally they the only thing that you would sit here and you have against them is that they don't have the veterans to sit there and say that they got championship experience. Sure. And that's really that's really it. That's yeah. really it. And so as I look at the Warriors and I look at the Suns and yes they are very good but both they they beat in both of these teams. They beat yeah. them. They beat the Warriors many times actually. And so It'll be interesting to see what they do against the Warriors when Clay is out there as well, because that's yeah. what you're going to get in the playoffs. You're going to get Clay every single night. Game six, but game. you're telling me that they're going to they're probably going to be a dog in the series as well, and. You're saying that they don't have a chance. No, I think that they, I think that this is the, I think this is, this is it. Like this is it because they got that experience last year, because they know what it's like to get bounced and sent home. And because of what we know John Morant to be. And I don't think either team has anything to slow him down. So if anybody else gets rolling with him, then it's going to be very scary. I can see them. I can see them doing something Mm -hmm. to the, to the magnitude Mm -hmm. of what the Suns did and just start rolling through teams. And then they get to you know the Suns and the Warriors, and it's really good yeah and if i'm si- if we're sitting here and we're in June, and the Grizzlies are going to the finals, I'm absolutely not surprised at all, absolutely not surprised I'm actually touting because I already had money on it, so this second half of the season is going to mean everything for them like they this is going to mean everything for them, they have to stay healthy, they have to play, and they have to win because if the suns fall at all, if they fall at all and they can get that one seed, that path to the NBA Finals looks so much easier for them, especially with the rest of the, the state of the rest of the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, I think you highlighted that, Drew. Are, I think we both, when we did the Sunday pod with Scott, that we both were on the Memphis the bet on team and right now they have the second easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. Um, only the team that has easiest Portland, but they're not relevant. They're not going to make the playoffs. So yeah, You're on to something here. I agree with you and you know, Phoenix doesn't look like Phoenix obviously without Chris Paul. We thought they were going to be okay. It's only been a three-game sample, but we'll see what happens with the Phoenix Suns. And like I said, Golden State has taken some brutal losses over the last two nights. I mean, this team Without Clay, without Draymond Green, does not look very good. So door is open, like you mentioned, for the Memphis Grizzlies to sneak in, uh, get to that two seed. I think they'll catch the Warriors unless they get Draymond and Clay back here fairly quickly. If not, that door is open for the Memphis Grizzlies to get up to all the way up to the one seed. Both teams, uh I'm sorry, Phoenix has 21 games left, Memphis has 19 left. So that's that's a race that we're gonna keep an eye on for sure in the Western Conference as they kind of try to see who's going to finish as one, two, and three. I want to go back quickly to your point about John ja Morant uh, against the Spurs. And I think it's fairly easy. We know John ja Morant at, attacks the basket at will. Like he does not care what's going to happen. He's going to go in there and try to dunk on you. Um and I think for that reason, right now, the Spurs are number 28 in the entire NBA, uh, giving up 51 points inside the paint. And we know Ja, like I said, attacks the paint. So I think that might be something that with the success that John ja Morant has against the uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs. But like you said, um, against the Spurs over the last three games, he's at 30 41 and 52. So if you keep that paint wide open for John Moran, he's going to keep attacking you like we saw the other night where he dropped 52 points in 34 minutes against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, What else you got, uh, Terrell? This
1: schedule for them just doesn't even, like I know you said that they had the second easiest schedule, but this schedule is really wild. Celtics, Magic, Rockets, Pelicans, Knicks, Thunder, Pacers, Hawks, Rockets, Nets. (laughs) Pacers, yeah. <laughs> Bucks, Warriors, Spurs. This is absolutely... In- okay. Let me see if actually, there's
0: an updated... Um, is, there a f- is there any odds on them to win the one seat? Uh, I'm going to see if there's a regular season win number on them. Uh, let's see here. Memphis is at 54.5, but there's minus 165 juice on the over. Uh, let's see. Team seating. Here we are uh let's see memphis under two and a half it's at minus 115 they're set at mm, there's not enough yeah it's not enough there's no there's no plus it's money not either. enough no i want
1: i want the plus money at the one seat i know it's plus money at the one seat because that's a lot of games to catch that really is a lot of games to catch seven up. is a lot yes is it but, seven or is it six and a half it's seven it is seven yeah yeah, yeah seven is a lot but there's a path but, there it's a hundred percent a path there. Oh, it's a hundred percent a path there. And I'm, I mean, there's some good games. There's some easy games for the for the Suns. Absolutely, there's definitely a lot of easy games for Suns, But there's definitely a number of the games that they can fold as well. Mm-hmm. It's just we know that the Grizzlies are going to lose eventually. It's just how many times do they lose going down this stretch? Because if they finish this stretch losing three, mm-hmm. four games. It's definitely a possibility. Absolutely a possibility. All right,
0: I'm done with that. No, Last question. Let me ask you this before we move on to the Wednesday games. If the Memphis Grizzlies get to that number one spot, there has to be some type of award that's going to go to them for finishing as a number one seed. So I know we talked about that uh, Joel Embiid should be the MVP this season, but then would you put down money on Taylor Jenkins at plus 550 to win the uh, coach of the year award because you have to reward them yeah. for what they've done if if they catch the one yeah. seed. I'm saying, yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent, and especially
1: that takes down Monty Williams, who is the odds-on favorite. Yeah, that that significant Monty can't coach this team up after losing Chris Paul, because that was the critique around why Monty didn't win last year Mm is because they gave most of that coaching edge to Chris Paul, even though Monty Williams is the head coach of the team. So and Chris Paul has gone on record saying that Monty Williams is like Monty Williams does this. So Mm -hmm. 100 percent if the Suns lose that one seat, then Taylor Jenkins becoming coach of the year is it feels like it's a, it should be a lock, honestly, like even over Brickenstaff, and staff, yeah. even over Billy Donovan, over anybody. Like if they get the one seed, Taylor Jenkins should be coach of the year. Absolutely. Especially how they did it being
0: down seven games in the second half of the season. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it will be difficult to find, uh, probably just a very book to book for them to get the number one seed. So, Kind of offset that, or try to find the value there. Would you probably not just take Taylor Jenkins at plus five fifty to win Coach yeah, of the Year? Feel, yeah, I feel like kind that's of the correlated to there, that
1: right? I don't see, I don't see how Monty Williams wins Coach of the Year if they don't get the one seat. Yeah, there's seven, there's seven games, there's seven, there's six and a half games from the Warriors, seven games from the Grizzlies. If if Monty Williams and this Suns team does not get the one seat, then it. And so if you have a Monty Williams ticket, Taylor Jenkins is the hedge. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins has to be the hedge. Now, there is a question with the Warriors in there, but however, if the Warriors get the one seat, Steve Kerr's not winning coach of the year. So it would still go to Monty at that point. You think so? At that point, it, I th- yes. If, they, if the Warriors get the one seat, it will still go to Monty. It's not going to Steve Kerr. They're not giving it to Steve Kerr. Okay. So I'm almost positive it's still going to Monty because they already – and it's a little bit of what Scott's talking about, and they already feel like that they snubbed him. So that's why it's just a foregone conclusion that Monty is going to get it this year, you know, pending meltdown. but if Taylor Jenkins gets the Memphis Grizzlies there, mm-hmm. who weren't even supposed to be here at all, yeah, at all to mm-hmm. a one seed, that's the same thing as Snyder, yeah, absolutely he's so a hundred percent if they get the one seed, Taylor Jenkins is the hedge if you have. If you, if you have monty, monty williams at plus if you money, have yeah. monty williams yeah if you have monty williams especially if you have monty williams and plus money but if you have monty williams and you're a little nervous especially if they go down and this lead shrinks from seven to four mm-hmm. three 100 percent.
0: taylor jenkins is the hedge yeah i agree with that 100 um so if your book doesn't offer that Number one to get the number one seed uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. I think Taylor Jenkins probably their best bet as plus 550 to win coach of the year. Uh, John Morant's already locked up. He's minus 1100 to win most improved player of the year. So I don't think they'll give MVP and uh, MIP to the same guy. So I think Jenkins is the best bet. Um, Anything else before we dive into the Wednesday night schedule? Yeah, let me just go ahead and go on record saying I'm
1: not saying that the Suns are going to nerd this up. Like That is not the handicap. I'm saying if they do, this is the alternative. And the alternative for me is the Memphis Grizzlies being the one seat.
0: No, I, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, the path for where you identify that path is there for them. Like they have the second easiest schedule in the NBA and they're hot right now. Right. Phoenix with the CP three injury and Golden State Warriors, also with Clay being out and Draymond being out. The door is open for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's what that's what me and Terrell are saying here. Right, Terrell? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break here, Terrell. We'll come back, and then we'll dive into the Wednesday night schedule. WinBet has a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserved seating area, four seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas race and sports book for early round action of the college basketball tournament, Thursday, March 17th, and Friday, March 18th, as well as two rooms at Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they will be rewarded with – in free bets on Winbet. Any Winbet patron that places a $25 minimum wager on college basketball during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There's no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron wagers $1,000 on college basketball, During the promotional period, they will receive 40 entries. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, coming off of the break, let's dive into this Wednesday night schedule. First game on the board is the Charlotte Hornets. Headed to Cleveland, to take on the Cavaliers, where the Cavaliers opened up as a three and a half point favorite. Um, that number is around minus two and a half, minus three now. Total opened up at 218.5. That number has stayed the course at 218.5. Check the injury report for both of these teams. Um, Jalen McDaniels is doubtful for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Darius Garland is officially questionable on the injury report. Karis Laverde is out. Ray John Rondo is out, as we know. Terrell, let's start with the side here. Minus three, let's call it, for the Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the Charlotte Hornets.
1: Okay, so... The injury report for the Cavs is slightly concerning. Yes. But the Hornets have been really bad without Gordon Hayward.
0: Yes. I think there's some two and six, two and eight. Right? Yeah, something. Zach dropped this in the uh NBA Slack channel. Let me see if I can find it here quickly. Uh they're really bad with yeah, it's just
1: Gordon. bad. Like they're really bad without Gordon Hayward. And it's crazy that Gordon Hayward means so much to this team, but he really does. Mm-hmm. So we got the Hornets without Gordon Hayward, and we have the Cavs without Darius Garland. Two and seven without and him. Ka- two and seven. And Karis LeVert, you said Karis LeVert's still out too? Yeah, he's officially out. Okay, so. Garland is questionable. I just don't know who matches up with the bigs of the Cavaliers for the Hornets. Yeah. Mason Plumlee's not stopping anybody, not slowing anybody down. I really don't know who actually matches up with them. And Goodwin showed us in the last game that he can he can facilitate the offense. He like he can, he finished that game with like twelve assists. So he showed us that he can facilitate that offense very like very effectively actually, and get the ball to the bigs and let them do their work. Jared Allen was was great to start that game, and Evan Mobley finished with a double double. So against the Timberwolves, I'm talking about. So yeah, I think that. We, we've we seen this Cavs team be able to win and sometimes cover games when they have played their guards out. they played this style all season. They haven't had Darius Garland all season, and this just feels like a spot where the Cavs just get right, and we just continue to just continue to fake the Hornets here. I, th- I can't... I, I believe the Hornets can be in this game. I think that the quickness of LaMelo Ball will give them some issues and he'll be able to create for the people around him. Mm-hmm. But let's just fade the Hornets on the road here. I'm going to take the Cavs and
0: the three. Yeah, I can't get behind this Hornets team. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, they're just bad on offense right now. I don't know what's going on. I mean, yeah, they had hundred and twelve They went into overtime against Detroit. against got Milwaukee. Uh, they only put up 106. And again, this Cleveland team, like you said, I watched that game. I wanted to see Goodwin play, and you know he he was he was good, and he he's he was like you said he was able to command the offense. But you what you highlighted there about Jared Allen, the two games so far against the Charlotte Hornets, Terrell. The first game he had twenty four and sixteen, and then the second game in uh, Charlotte as well, back on February fourth, twenty nine points and twenty two rebounds. So that the X's and O's matchup right there that Mason Plumlee is not going to be able to contain either one of Evan Mobley or Jared Allen in this game. Possibly look at the Jared Allen props in this game. Let me see if I can find a a rebounding prop for him. But I am on on the Cavs as well in this game. Thoughts on the total, Terrell,
1: 218.5? I guess I would probably – I guess I'd probably play an over there because I think that the guards for the Hornets are still going to give problems to the Cavs, but – between Evan Mobley between Jared Allen, Kevin Love, Laurie marketing. I think that's too much. I think that that is too much for Charlotte to overcome. So it, yeah, I'll continue. I'll continue to, well, I'll continue to write my Cleveland first half turn here, but mm-hmm. I, I think that in over, if I had to play
0: something in over is probably where I would lean. Yeah. I'd lean that way as well. Um, the first game 113 110 and the second one was 102 101 but um uh, i think that this is a game where cleveland with the like we said the front two guys should be able to get easy baskets around the rim uh because of the lack of uh presence inside for the charlotte Hornets. i know they have trez off the bench but um i don't think that that'll be enough for them to uh, contain evan mobley and jared allen in this game uh anything else for this game Troll before we move on no i'm good All right, let's keep it rolling here. We have the next game on the board, the Indiana Pacers uh, in a back-to-back situation, staying in Orlando to take on the Magic. This game opened up minus two. Line has now flipped to the Pacers being favored by a point here. Uh, Total opened up at 232. It's ticked up half a point to 232.5. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Chris Duarte is questionable in this game. Um, Lance Stevenson, questionable. Miles Turner continues to be out for the Orlando Magic. Cole Anthony is probable. We did see the return of Markell Fultz for the Orlando Magic in the last game. Uh, Mo Wagner is also out for the Orlando Magic. Um, it seems like Malcolm Brogdon will play in this game, Terrell. So let's start with the side here. The Indiana Pacers favored by a point in Orlando tonight.
1: I don't think I'm picking the magic to beat anybody two games in a row in the entire NBA. Mm -hmm. I really, I I don't think I am. So, because there's a number of things that could possibly have gone better for the Pacers to make that game better. Like Buddy Hill, and granted Buddy Hill and Tyrese Halliburton were still above 50%, but they could have shot, especially Tyrese Halliburton from three, he could have shot the ball a little bit better. And, you know, I got to expect that Chris Duarte is going to start ramping up his production a little bit more in what he's doing in games and start getting his minutes back up. And so now if you add Malcolm Brogdon into this game, who was a DMP with an Achilles injury last time, and that's just another score that they have Mm -hmm. because, of course, Brissette didn't do anything after having an amazing game the week before. Mm Mm-hmm. I think was it? Yeah, it was the week before. It was the game before against uh, Boston, where he had twenty-seven. Yeah, on six on sixty-six percent from three and sixty-four percent from the field. So of course he didn't do anything. So, adding Slot and Malcolm Brogdon into that lineup and adding another level of scoring that he does, and not just scoring, but facilitation that he does, and how he can stabilize that offense, I think this is a really good spot for the Pacers to go out here and get a win. So, I picked the Magic to win last time, mm. and we got the basically the same number, but it was the Magic. I'm picking the Pacers here, giving the Pacers, laying one.
0: Yeah, that game against the uh... – oh the first game i'm sorry between these two teams on monday it was a back-to-back situation for the indiana pacers they were in a travel situation so uh that was a bad spot for them uh now orlando magic have won three games or sorry two games in a row here um with malcolm brogdon back i I don't see how they're going to be able to contain both um brogdon and tyrese Halliburton. duarte is questionable for tonight but i still think that the uh um, he's gonna play. He's 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 questionable. He's one of those guys that are
1: questionable because of the injury, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna just take him off the injury report because they know that he's something is nagging him. He's gonna play. He's fine. And the fact that Kiefer Sykes went over four is really big too because he's actually. Since coming from the TBT and, you know, been playing off and on with the Pacers this season, mm-hmm. he's been a really good bench player for them and been able to do and been able to score the basketball for them. I think a lot of things went wrong for the Pacers that game. It was a, a tremendous letdown spot after being a plus nine, nine and a half favorite and beating the Boston Celtics, which I call, by the way, because Celtics suck <laughs> the Pacers. This is a a get-right spot for them. And I'm just going to fade Orlando beating the same team twice. I don't think Orlando has the capability to beat anybody in NBA twice, especially in a close proximity
0: game like this. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the Pacers here as well at minus one. I do lean towards the over in this game. Uh, It was trending uh, to go over in this game that first half, but I think the tired legs, probably on the back-to-back situation, caught up with the Pacers. Uh, But, you know, one rest day, they're back at it tonight. But you have any thoughts on the total there at two thirty-two and a half. 2.5?
1: Yeah, I guess I'll lean to the over with you. That's that's your deal. You, yeah, you know more about that. I'll probably yeah, lean I'll lean you to over. the over. I know that. Well, I don't know what the Pacers team total is, but I would probably play that. I would like to think that, especially if Brogdon plays, that this team just locks in on offensively a lot more, especially after losing to this team, you know, the other day. Because this at the end of the day it's still the Magic, and you're like, all right. We aren't that good as the Pacers, but there's no reason we should have lost that game to the Magic. Yeah, 116.5 is a team total for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Yeah. It's not bad. I can see the Pacers being in 120 range easy. It's Rick yeah. Carlisle. It's Rick Carlisle.
0: Yeah, 100%. All offense, no defense. Uh, let's get over to the next game, Terrell. We have the New York Knicks headed to Philly to take on the Sixers, where the Sixers opened up as a 10.5-point favorite. That number has stayed the course at minus Total opened up at 223 and a half. Uh, it's ticked down half a point to 223. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Quentin Grimes is out for the New York Knicks. Um, we already know about Kimball Walker for the Sixers. Pretty clean injury report. Uh, these two teams did match up on Sunday where the Sixers took care of business. It was last where, yeah, it was the last Yeah. Game. I think, like, what, they had 27 they free throws attempts didn't. for Embiid?
1: They didn't really... So, we can say they took care of business, but they really... If you like watching the game, they really didn't take care of business at all. Like, the score is not indicative of how close that game was for three and a half, three three and a half quarters. The Knicks were in that game for an extremely long amount of time. And I'm sweating because I had the 76ers minus eight and a half. So ultimately, they did come back and cover because, you know, Knicks are going to do Knicks things, of course. But the amount of fouls that were called <laughs> and the amount of calls that James Harden and Joel B got is literally absurd. Absurd. And Jericho Sims, Jericho Sims and, and Mitchell Robinson fouled out in back-to-back possessions, actually. Joel Embiid fouled them out in back-to-back possessions. Mm-hmm. So... I would just like to think that maybe, just maybe, and I really don't have any faith for him, because at this point, I have to just call a spade a spade, and even though I like how he gets players to lock in defensively sometimes, Tibbs is just not it. He's really just not it for this team, because this team is deep. And First of all, Tosh Gibson had no reason of getting all these minutes that stunted the growth of Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims should be a lot better by the Like, he should be mm-hmm. – if he was playing majority of this season, he would be a lot better by this course of the season, and that would thus, mm-hmm. in turn, be really good for his career. Yeah. So I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. So, with Jericho Sims – and I'm sure he's going to have a role again because he played John B very well, actually. Yeah. And hopefully, what I'm banking on is an uptick in minutes for Cam Reddish – who I think was good. He just, you know, didn't get the the workload. He was in and out and, you know, never got got streaking in that game. I don't expect Evan Fournier to do this to have that good of a game again, but I do expect more of the scoring to go around. And so I'm taking the Knicks plus the 10 and a half here. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna I don't think that I think it the line should probably had stayed at eight, eight okay. and a half, maybe. That ten and a half especially for these scenes that have just played and, you know, we're in this back-to-back game situation. I think the Knicks are going to come back with a little bit more intensity tonight.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say that over the last three games, it's really been the fourth quarter that has kind of been the demise of the New York Knicks. And if we go back to that Brooklyn game, they were outscored 38 to 19 by Brooklyn in that fourth quarter against the Miami heat, the previous game against Philly, they were outscored 25 to 15. And then the last game against Philly, They were outscored by uh, 34-20. to Other than that, yeah, you're right. They've been in the games, but they just haven't been able to stay in games in that fourth quarter or even close it out uh, in these last three games here. So, for me, in this game, I'm going to go New York Knicks in the first half here. Um, They've been competitive in the first half. I think the last two of the last three games they've covered in the first half or had the outright lead. Um, so I'm going to take a look at taking the Knicks in the first half here. Let me see if I can find that uh, number for the listeners here for the first half. Um, it's six and a half. So I'll, I'll take the plus six and a half in the first half for the Knicks. Um, and I, I also want to mention this as far as player props. I know we got a review in. Thank you for sending in those reviews. They wanted to, us to talk about the player props a little more, but if you haven't, uh, caught on to the prop cast. We dive into that every single day or three times a week on uh, player props. But I wanted to highlight Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris's production over the last two games with James Harden in the lineup. And I was talking about this with Ariel Epstein offline um, yesterday when we recorded the prop cast. Then, Tyrese Maxey has, it's a very small sample, but he's had two 20 plus point games with James Harden on the floor with him. And I think he's been the most, uh, he's benefited the most with Harden on the floor because attention goes to him. And then Tobias Harris has been the guy that's kind of taken the fallen on the sword because he's only scored 12 and six points. It's a very small sample, but I think that's something to keep an eye on going forward uh, if you're attacking the player Mm. props market. So you got to. Doc has a rotation that he's trying
1: to enforce. And in theory, it's a very good thing. And it's a rotation that leaves after the starters, you know, start the game, get their minutes. And to counteract the fact that they have basically zero bench depth at -hmm. all. They have Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey on the floor together. And then they bring James Harden and Tobias Harris on the floor together. Right. Now, the Maxi and Embiid thing is very good because they play together. They're really good on the screen world together. They understand each other. They've been doing this for basically the entire season outside of the last two games.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Whereas Tobias is just not getting it going with James Harden. And it's not necessarily this game. I think it's a little bit more of Tobias. But if Tobias were able to pick up his slap, then it doesn't matter. They don't have a bench because their starters basically still do all the work anyway. Right. But now it's just James Harden out there and Tobias is getting low, like less and less respect. And I think there is going to be a point where we need to buy in on Tobias. Like there's numbers are going to drop so far that we need to buy in on Tobias because people are just going to stop respecting him and he's going to kill folks. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see how the rest of it goes Especially with Doc doing this rotation to counteract the fact that they don't have a bench. But ultimately, that's going to stunt them at some point. The fact that they do not have a bench. Like, they have no bench dev at all. Nobody on the bench that can do anything. Maybe Shake Milton.
0: So, it's crazy. Uh, Thoughts on the total at 223.
1: Lean towards the under. Yeah, I like the under in this one. They played with a lot of pace that last game. They played with a lot of pace. Yeah, yeah. It, the fouls and but it was a lot of pace and I was watching the game and you you uh, tweeted out uh, over but pregame so good work yeah. to you for sure, but I was watching the game and as soon as the game started I'm like oh no live bet the over right now because yeah. these teams are they're gonna run this is gonna be a track meet the entire game, and the only time it's getting stopped is when somebody's getting fouled.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, let's get over to the next game, Pure Terrell, probably the game of the night or it is the game of the night. We have the Miami Heat. Headed to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, where the Bucks opened up as a minus four and a half point favorite. That number has stayed the course at minus four and a half. Total opened up at 227. That number has trickled down to 226 and a half. Uh, checking the injury report for both of the squads for the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry is going to be out for personal reasons. Um, that is pretty much the significant injury. And then for the Milwaukee Bucks, pretty much everybody is healthy. Uh, obviously outside of Pat Covington. But let's start with the side here. Minus four and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks, hosting the Miami Heat here, Terrell.
1: I love Miami as a dog. I love Miami as a road dog. Miami is 9-5 on the season as a road underdog, hitting at 63%. And Milwaukee is the second worst team in terms of being a home favorite ATS this is a rivalry these two teams want to get one up on each other Mm -hmm. and i think that i can understand why this line is under i really do think this line should be shorter i think this line should be two maybe two milwaukee honestly i wouldn't be i wouldn't be mad if you told me that this game was a pick i would not be mad at all okay Because Miami is really good. Miami brings the defensive intensity. They are deep Mm roster-wise. And so this line kind of tells me that, you know, somebody is out. And, yes, somebody is out in Kyle Lowry, but they know how to play without Kyle Lowry. (laughs) It's like Kyle Lowry joined this team. They know how to play without Kyle Lowry. And so – I expect them to do what they always do and find ways to slow Giannis down where, you know, they always find ways to slow Giannis down and keep Giannis from just exploding on them 100%. and find themselves in the middle of games. This isn't the same Milwaukee team of years past that had the bench up that was able to make this game blow out. I would say I would, I would like Miami – not Miami. I would like Milwaukee to, to cover this number – if they had the bench step at the end of the day, there is a certain point in time where they're going to have the twos playing against Tyler hero and Tyler hero is going to cook every last one of them. So with that being said, I'm taking the four and a half. This is a no I really don't know why this number is so large actually.
0: Yeah. I think that if you like a side here, um, uh... If you like Miami, just take the money line because uh, taking a look at the game log between the, these two teams um, over the last couple, you know, matchups, whichever team has won the game, you know, if the favorite, um, I'm sorry, if the if the favorite has won, they've covered the spread, but if it's been a dog, uh, they've won outright, if that makes sense. So if you like the Miami, just play the money line in this game. Um, I'm leaning towards Miami as well. You, you hit the nail on the head that this spread Seems a little, I think, about possession too much. I think it was probably if you had, you told me it was a minus two, minus two and a half for the Bucks. Okay, that'd be fair for me. Uh, but at four and a half, maybe if you're able to wait and climb up to five, I would take it at that no, point. No, it's not climbing. It's, it's falling. It's not. Yeah. Climbing. So I, I think this four and a half now. is
1: the best number. Four and a half is the best number you're going to get. So if you're going to pull the trigger, on want to pull the trigger now. Yeah. I like the spread. I would not be surprised if Milwaukee won the game. And because this is giving me shades of, Game one from what was it? Was it last year? Was it the year before? No, it was last year. Yeah, it was last year's playoffs. When they played Miami and Miami went up to Milwaukee and played, and they gave them a hell of a game. I'm pretty sure it was game one. Might have been game two. Gave them a hell of a game, and the game ended with a Chris Middleton buzzer beater because Giannis is not the person to give the ball to in the last for the last shot. That needs to be reserved for Chris Middleton. And so I could see this having that kind of that kind of ending again. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that I don't think Miami is just gonna get blown out in this game. I really don't, especially with them knowing where they stand as the one seed. Yeah. And them trying to control. I don't see Miami getting their doors blown out in this game. Give me the four and a half. I'm pretty sure that that matter of fact, lock
0: it up. That's a lock. Okay. Giannis over the last three games against the Milwaukee Bucks, 15 points each in those games. One game has only been in double digit. Um Rebounding so 15 and 6, 15 and 10, and 15 and 9 over the last three games uh against the Miami Heat. So yeah, I think they found a way to kind of contain Giannis with the defense that this team has. Uh yeah, I think I that with- changes today. I think that changes today. Though. You think so?
1: Yeah, because if he if Giannis doesn't do anything, this this is gonna be a 20 point win for Miami. Well, I was going to say, I because Giannis... they don't, who else who is going to supplement? They don't have anybody else to supplement Giannis. At, at least back then, they had players that would could chip in 10, 12, 13 points here and there. They don't have those guys anymore. <laughs> they really don't. So if Giannis doesn't do a lot and the starters don't do a lot for this game, it's
0: going to be very, very ugly. Yeah, I was just going to mention that Middleton uh, three out of the last four games has 20 plus points against the Miami Heat. And then Bobby Portis has not been bad either against the Miami Heat as well. He's had, I believe, in every single game or of the last three games, he's had uh, 18, 19, 14 and pretty good or not too bad rebounding 7, 16 and then only three in one of them. But yeah. Um, they kind of need that fourth guy and they don't really, you're right that they don't have that bench run, especially without Pat Covington. Then you have to rely on a guy and a guy like Grayson Allen to kind of supplement that. I don't think that's a good option there. So uh, you're locking up pretty much right now, the Miami heat plus four and a half Um, thoughts on the total here at two twenty-five and a half?
1: and a half. Yeah. No,
0: no. Yes. No, no. No. I would probably lean the first half over. Um, And then I would probably see the defense is tightening up in the second half, Um, you know, just because it is a rivalry. And then again, like you mentioned with the playoff seating. So I'll probably go first half over in this game and then see how it plays out in the second half. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's get it going. Four games left on the schedule here. We have the Sacramento Kings headed to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Well, the Pelicans opened up as a five-point favorite. That number's up to minus six Total opened up at 235 and a half. That number has come down to 234. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Pretty clean both ways. The only questionable tag is Rashawn Holmes, who is dealing with a back soreness. Torella let's start with the side here at Pelicans. Minus six hosting the Sacramento Kings. Okay.
1: Why is this six? I mean, I know it's the Kings, but six? I know the Pelicans are hot, but six? (laughs) Maybe the Lakers. Like, come on. Maybe the Lakers. Six? Six.
0: Maybe it's accounting for that they beat Phoenix by 15, but that's obviously without Chris Paul.
1: No. No, somewhere. no, because that was a spot. That was a bad spot for them. That was a bad spot for the Suns at the end of the day. Six? I don't know. They're. I mean, yes, they're good. They're. They're better. CJ definitely made an impact. But six? That's a lot for a Kings team that's been playing better too. It really is. That's a lot for a Kings team that's been playing better too. See how I'm not. I'm not bought in on the Pelicans and what the Pelicans are doing for me to sit here and say that i'm gonna start laying six with them what, what, like no no <laughs> six is a lot <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i can't i just can't sit here and just i can't sit here and logically tell the people that yeah take the pelicans minus six cj mccullin came over and now the pelicans are you know absolutely so much better that you need to lay six with them at home this should have been like three maybe four I probably still would have been interested the Kings at four, but this should be like three, uh, because the Kings the Kings can still score the ball. Like right? that's that's the thing the the Kings still can score. I think that, Jonas, where while he may challenge Sabonis for the on the rebounding aspect, I don't think he's slowing anything he has going on. Well, on they have inside, Jackson Hayes in low. the starting
0: lineup now. The Pelicans do.
1: Okay. So, I mean, still, I mean, still, I think that, and they can run. The Kings can run. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to, you know, they they have a potential of running Jonas and Jackson Hayes off the court at some point. I think Trey, I told you this, I told you this when they made the trade, I mentioned it the other day too. I said, Trey Lyles is going to be really good for them. I think he's going to be really, really good for them. And he was absolutely stunner in that OKC game, for 14, 24 points. Now, of course, he's probably not going to do anything because that's just how it goes. Part for the course, you have a good game and you're absolutely gone the next game. But Harrison Barnes is still really good. De'Aaron Fox. And I just think that this, this Kings team has people that can score. They have people that can score the ball. And with the lack of a defense that the Pelicans have, I, yes, I do think this will be high scoring, but I think that they'll go shot for shot for them for the majority of this game. So give me the Kings plus the six. I can't lay six with the Pelicans.
0: Yeah, six seems a little high. Um, I, I mean, I think that's accounting that they had the two victories on the road against both the Suns and the Lakers, but who's not beating the Lakers right now? Phoenix, obviously, it was, it was a bad spot and obviously no Chris Paul either. And Defensively, they've been pretty good. They only gave up 102 to the Phoenix Suns, 95 to the Lakers, but I don't think we can take much away from Lakers right now just because it's a bad team right now. Uh, Phoenix, same thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess you give me the point, Sacramento. I mean, I'm not betting this game or – yeah, I'm not going to have money on this game, but yeah, I'll lean towards Sacramento in this game. Um, just cares me. I, I want to see what – I think – Tonight, we'll really find out what the Pelicans are. Um, I know it's against the Kings, but, you know, the Kings look better, right, with the Aaron Fox, with, with Sabonis, with Trey Lyles, um, and Harrison Barnes. So, we'll find out more about this team. I'll lean with if the If they Pelicans. cover this six, I'll be a believer in the Pelicans, for sure. Okay, <laughs> if, they cover, if they cover this six, I'll be a believer. I really am. Yeah. So, wait because and see. I'm, we'll see how they do. Six six
1: is a six. In the, you're definitely in the two possession. Now, you're in the three possessions. Like, you're not even – you're tapping into three possession territory here. So, if they if they get a a, a convincing win now the, I'm not sitting here saying that the Sacramento Kings are all that in the back of chips but if they get a convincing win against the Sacramento Kings here and they're able to cover 6 then I'll I'll definitely be interested in the Pelicans. Uh Yeah. I really want them I so in a perfect world they get they get absolutely routed by the Kings tonight and then I get them double digits against the Jazz on Friday. That's oh, yeah. a perfect world. Yeah. But Cause then, oh yeah, absolutely, all over it. But yeah, Pelicans. We'll, we'll see. I just, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see what they do with this number six. Is a lot, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not laying six with the Pelicans. They got to prove it to me.
0: Yeah, Pelicans. Uh, over the last five games, they are tied for number two in offensive rating and number five in defensive rating over the last five games. But like we said, their opponents have just not haven't been a quality for them in that span. Anything else for this game, Terrell? For a move on? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's take one final break here. We'll come back and then we'll get into the final three games of this Wednesday night schedule. There are never enough things to gamble on and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select and build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. This Saturday, tune in to SGPN Stable Duel live stream. Sean, Ryan and horse racing expert and my co-host Malcolm Bamford talking ponies, plus you have a chance to win $25,000. It's live on YouTube at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner circle. Play, race, win. Ross, we're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner and PropSwap is replaced to cash in on the big dance every season prop swappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams like West from Iowa who sold a like $250 30 to 1 to Arizona to win the championship ticket for $750 on PropSwap. now is the time to find those cinderellas while the odds and cash on prop swap on when the tournament starts and when you're making your bets remember to go for two make two tickets on the same team so you can tell sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit And PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. And last but not least, don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, let's get to the next game on the schedule here. We have the Utah Jazz Headed down to Texas to take on the Houston Rockets where the Jazz opened up as a 12 and a half point favorite. That number is all the way up to 14. Total opened up at 232 and a half. That number is at 229 and a half. Check the injury report for both of these squads. Uh, for the Jazz, pretty clean. Only person out is Jared Butler. For the Houston Rockets, um, from what I read yesterday from the local um, local guys that cover the team, Eric Gordon should be out for this game. Um, And Kevin Porter Jr. is still a game-time decision and questionable with the ankle injury that he's dealing with. Also, Garrison Matthews, he is starting, but he's also dealing with an ankle injury here. Torell, let's start with the side here. Minus 14 for the Utah Jazz in Houston. Yeah, I mean, on principle, I
1: can't be on the Jazz in this Mm -hmm. spot. But it's not looking good. I mean, it's definitely not looking good for the Rockets. And they're going to need major contribution and I'm still waiting. Like I'm really still I just feel like there's gonna be a point in the second half of this season where Jalen Green just starts going crazy. I think
0: tonight might be that night.
1: And yeah, so he could have, you know, a really he could have he had 20 last game. Yeah. He was but he was nine for twenty-one. But I'm just it just feels like there's a spot where he's he's going to just take over the scoring workload for this team and be able to cook. And, I mean, Mike Conley's old and not doing anything. Donovan Mitchell, we're not really thinking about him on the defensive side of the ball. I think that this – I mean, I'm taking the Rockets here and I'm going to sprinkle on the money line because I have to. But and I'm probably going to do a little bit of reverse psychology here and not make them my dog because if I don't make them my dog they'll cash. Okay. So I might do a little bit of reverse psychology there and you know playing with the Rockets' minds there. But they still only lost to the the Clippers and they shot less than 40%. So they only lost by 13. I think that they'll be in the game. I think they'll be in the game. They're just not going to have to rely on Christian Wood. Like the scoring is going to have to come from your Jalen Greens, your King and Martin Juniors. Dennis Schroeder has to make an appoint, a, a appearance in this game. Garrison Matthews, I think, is going to be really. He, I'm interested to see him in a starting lineup with more minutes because he can actually get on fire really, really quick. Yeah. So there's enough there's enough scoring talent on this team, and I'm really not impressed by the Jazz defensively this year for to believe that they'll stop anything. I don't. I'm hard-pressed to sit here and just go ahead and say, like, oh, yeah, they're going to 100% win out, right? Because Donovan means a lot more to his team, and I'm almost positive Donovan is not trying to drop this game right here. Mm-hmm. But I still like the Rockets and on the spread. 14, crazy, it's literally crazy. And, yeah, sprinkle on that money line because that's juicy. That's juicy, and this,
0: this could be a spot where the Rockets say, all right, we'll, we'll sneak one on you. Like, we'll sneak a win on you for sure. Yeah, I'm going the complete opposite way here. Just give me the Jazz minus 14. I've been watching this Rockets. I've been watching Rockets games because I'm the fan, right? But it's not looking good right now. And, um, you know, with Eric Gordon being out, with, with Kevin Porter Jr. possibly also being out, um, this it is a back-to-back situation. I think if they had a, a, a day off between this game, um, I, I would probably have been taken the Rockets. But it, uh, this season, in back-to-back situations, the Rockets are 1-7-1 against the spread, 0-9 straight up. Uh, They're allowing uh, 124 points per game in back-to-back situations to their opponent. In the last game between these two teams, Jazz put up 135 on them, and they won that game by 34 points. Um, Yeah, I'm just going to lay the points here. I know you have your principles about uh, the Utah Jazz this season, but from what I'm seeing with this Rockets team, I, I just can't get behind them right now to even cover this spread. So... Jazz have the rest advantage. Rockets, like I said, the ATS numbers on back-to-back situation is not great, so give me that. Um, I will say probably
1: take – I've seen this Rocket, Rockets team lose by three to the Suns that were at full strength and they didn't have Christian Wood or Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not really the, – the, I don't know. I just feel like the Jazz are just – at this point, the Jazz are just not that good to keep getting this large number like this. It's just – I just don't see it. Yes, they got the last two. It just feels like a spot to fade them.
0: I'm I'm with it. Okay. Uh I'm currently seeing Jalen Green's points prop at 15 and a half. I'll probably take the over on that. Um, this might be the game where he could he could get to the 20-point range. And we don't even need him to get to 20. 16 is good enough for him. So and also we'll be waiting for that Garrison Matthews three-point prop as well. The only thing oh, that yeah, are, I, I love
1: Garrison because Garrison Matthews has the questionable tag. I love him today.
0: Yeah. Uh the 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 pause that I would have uh with the Jazz is that over? The, I think the last five games, they are dead last in opponent three point shots. So, if Kevin Porter Junior. starts, and then if you have Garrison Matthews, you know they can probably stay in the game with the three point shots. But I need to see it before I believe it. Um, if Kevin Porter Junior. if Kevin so this whole handicap I gave
1: yeah is with the assumption that Kevin Porter Junior. is not playing. If Kevin Porter Jr. plays, all the touting and all the shit that I was talking about about the Jazz, just multiply that by 100 because I do not (laughs) believe that they're going to win that game if Kevin Porter Jr. plays. He is way too good at facilitating that Rockets offense. And now if if you're telling me that the Jazz are bad at the three-point shot right now and I'm getting Garrison Matthews, I'm getting Jalen Green, I'm getting all these pieces around Kevin Porter Jr. that he can facilitate to – Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. They're going to, they're going to nerf the game up. They're going to nerf the game. They, they can absolutely nerf this game up. Absolutely can nerf this game up. Oh, I forgot to say, did you see Kevin Porter Jr.'s haircut? He shaved everything off. Yeah, he off. did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, yeah. Welcome to the low cut boys, my guy. We got to get them waves <laughs> spinning though. Hey, we got to get the waves spinning though. You know, they, look, I got to, matter of fact, hit up my, my guy tone, hit up my guy tone. He got the Royal Crown do rags and we don't get your, we don't get your ways right, bro. It's all right.
0: <laughs> uh, anything else for this game Terrell before we move on no nah, no nah. shout out to Royal Crown <laughs> All right, last two games of the night let's kick it off here with the Oklahoma City Thunder headed to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets this game opened up 13 and a half that number's gone up to 14 and a half totals at 225 and a half up to two, 226 in some spots uh, checking the injury report for both of these teams especially for the Oklahoma City Thunder Lou Dort Josh Giddy, Ty Jerome, uh, Mike Muscala, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, all are all are out, including Aaron Wiggins and Kenrich Williams for the Denver Nuggets. Um, the usual suspects are out pretty clean for the Denver Nuggets here. But let's start with the side here, Terrell, minus 14 and a half for the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a rash, is an over-exaggeration to
1: the Thunder losing by 21 points to the Kings. This is an extreme over-exaggeration. Like, to the maximum extent. Because in a game where Shea can still go for 30 in his sleep against the Nuggets, if you're telling me that anybody else gets going then they're easily covering this number. Like, maybe a ten, nine, something like that. Absolutely. Darius Baisley is not bad. Terrence Mann is not bad. Andrew Wiggins has shown flashes. Like, these guys have been okay. They've been okay. Like, I know that this Thunder team is a bad team. But do I really believe in the commitment of the Denver Nuggets to beat the Thunder at home by 15 points. I really don't. I really don't know if I if I commit to them like that. On the road, maybe. Maybe I would have a little bit more because you know, you you get I know you sit here and you talk about you get up in front of the home crowd and anything like that. But if you're playing a subpart team at home, you're really just ready to get back to the crib. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're on the road, you don't care. Like you're like, I mean, we out here, so we might as well run the score up on them. Mm -hmm. but when you're playing a subpar team at home, like I I really don't think that they're going to be up for this game at all. If they win by 10, this could be bad beat territory for them. Actually, I could see that happening. And Shea is just going to put up numbers. He's going to put up numbers. I'm not, no, no, I'm not bought in on a 15 point spread. Absolutely not. Give me the thunder.
0: Yeah, I can't argue with that. I don't remember the last time the Denver Nuggets won the game by that many points. Um, I mean, yeah, they did beat the Trail Blazers. The, the, they beat the guess Kings what? by the, five. Guess what? It was the Nets. It was the Nets. So. Yeah. No, they beat the, they beat the Blazers by 20, 32 points. That was on the road. Yeah, in road, Portland. Though. Yeah, you're right. And then they beat Kings by five, 10 by the Magic, 17. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're 100% correct um i one thing i don't understand about this game is why is sga's points prop at 25 and a half because it over the last two games without josh giddy he's it had possibly be a trap you think so but who else is going to score them then they're not going to cover come so
1: so carl anthony towns was a trap last night and we all fell for it because there's no reason his line should have been at nine and a half rebounds Oh, no, that's a coach's fault. He pulled them out too early. No, that was no, that was did you watch the game? That was a trap. They knew that was yes, and we knew we. And as soon as it happened, I sat there and I said, I knew that he was gonna, I knew he was gonna finish with nine. Something in my soul told me, and we still bet the over, and something in my soul told me he's gonna finish with nine. He had 12 straight double doubles against the Warriors, he had seven at the half. He and seven, he finished with nine. Half. And so it just, it, of course, of course, it may. And so I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Shade didn't hit this number. Now, am I gonna sit here and tell you that? No, no, I'm not gonna sit here and say that. That'd be absurd. That'd be crazy. Shade is playing out of his mind right now. But if he didn't hit
0: it, I'd be like, well, like, well, so. I mean, But don't you think if Shea doesn't get the points, then they're not going to cover the spread? Because who else is going to score on this team? Yeah, that's really – yeah, that's – and I guess, I don't
1: know. I mean, I'm not – but I'm not quick. I'm not sitting here saying he's not going to get it. I just I don't wouldn't know, be surprised. Just, yeah. I wouldn't be – because this is a trappy line. This is – there's no – anybody else, any, anybody else regularly, once you have, what, three 30-point games in a row? Yeah. Is it, is it at three?
0: Yeah, you're right,
1: three. You're you're getting an uptick to 28, 27. Devin Booker went on a tear, and he got an uptick to 27, 28 regularly. And I think he even made it to 30 because he's Devin Booker. So I I truly don't think that SGA is getting the disrespect. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a trap line and it goes under. But we'll see. We'll see. I maybe terrence gets going tonight yeah may, I, I, i'll I gladly fall for it too because wow but i wouldn't be surprised at all
0: uh do we get to the total in this game let's see what was it at two twenty-five and a half i'll probably maybe it's towards. because he's averaging 17 and a half versus the th- versus the nuggets this year maybe that's yeah, but cool. that's probably been with like Josh Giddy in the lineup and Lou Dort in the lineup. I, I'm going to dig into that a little more, but I think 20 because last game I'm, I'm pretty sure it was at 27 and a half against the Kings. Anything else for this game, Troll? Okay, no, I'm good. All right, last game of the night: the Portland Trail Blazers headed to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Suns have opened up as a 12 and a half point favorite here. That number's up to 13. Uh, total opened up at 228. That number's up to 228 and a half. Uh, checking the injury report for both of these teams. For the Phoenix Suns, campaign is probable tonight for them. Uh, he was dealing with a sprained right wrist. Uh, for the Portland Trail Blazers, usual guys are all out. Eric Bledsoe, uh, Yusuf Nurkic, we know about, and Justice Winslow is also out for this game. So uh, let's start with the side here: Terrell Phoenix Suns minus thirteen and a uh, let's call it minus thirteen, uh, hosting the Portland Trail Blazers.
1: Uh this has got to be a get-right spot for the
0: Suns, right? That was the first thought that was in my mind.
1: Yeah, it just feels like it has to be a get-right spot. So, between the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Suns, I'm almost positive. I mean, we can. Kind of, I guess we can kind of throw. You no, know, because they're only at 10. We're not going to throw Philly in there. We're just going to talk about those three because those are really large. You're in 14 territory in all of them. I don't think that they're going to sweep at all. I wouldn't be surprised if you get at least two dogs that cover and maybe one outright between the Thunder, the Trailblazers, and the Rockets. And the of oh, the, oh, them three, and it's obvious because we've already gone through the slate, the Trailblazers are the least appeasing to me mm-hmm. just because of the spot for the Suns. And the Suns need to make it known that We are not taking a step back because Chris Paul is not playing. That they have to make that known. Yeah. Because now you've lost, lost two in a row. They went and they handled the Thunder accordingly, and they beat them by 20. And I think that that's why this number is larger. But I can see them just doing the same thing that they did to the Thunder. I can see them doing the same thing. Yeah. And just handling the Trailblazers. I don't think the Trailblazers are the team to exploit no Chris Paul. I really don't. This could be. This could also be the – finally be the Devin Booker triple-double game that we've been waiting for. Okay. This, this could also be it because I'm sure that his, his assist numbers are going to tink a little bit with campaign being back in the lineup and the thought that campaign is going to have the ball in his hand more. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Book is still going to have the ball in his hand fairly a good amount of time. He may not bring the ball to court, but it's going to be still in his hands a fairly a good amount of time. And now you add another shooter on the outside to make shots. So, yeah, I like, I like Book's assist this game. I do. I still like his assist, even though it'll probably tink down a little bit with campaign going into the lineup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, give me, give me the Suns and the points here. I'll lay the points with the Suns here. I think the Suns, they got to get back right. They got to get back right after losing two in a row.
0: Yeah, I think this is a game where the Suns offense should be on full display. I mean, for the Portland Trailblazers, they gave up 124 to the Nuggets in the last game, 132 to the Warriors, uh, in the game prior to that, 119 to the Memphis Grizzlies, 122 to the Bucks, 112 to the New York Knicks. So you kind of see where I'm getting at here. So um, yeah, I think it's a it's a probably a big Devin Booker game, but I'm also looking at DeAndre Aiden here tonight. I mean, I don't think there's somebody really inside that's gonna be able to contain DeAndre Aiden. At least from rebounding the basketball i mean i know they have drew eubanks that's starting for them but um right now deandre Aiden's at 10 and a half rebounds here for tonight so i'm looking at that but i, I agree with you i'm probably gonna phoenix team total here mm-hmm. in the first half for the game and then like you mentioned with uh devin booker uh let's see if i can find a triple double prop on him i think i got it at 40 to one other day Okay. And, I might, and if your book does offer it, if you have the DraftKings and the FanDuel's, that probably building one is you get better odds on it um, for a triple double for Devin Booker tonight. But I think we're in agreement here about um, the Suns here tonight taking care of business uh, in a get right spot against the Portland Trail Blazers. Anything else for this game, Terrell? Uh, I'm sorry, adding it's to the total 228.5. I
1: mean, I feel like I got to take over.
0: Yeah, I think it's just over. And then the, sec- oh, sorry, uh, Phoenix Suns over 120 and a half as a team total. Uh, all right. So that's the schedule for the Wednesday night games in the NBA. Let's get into our picks for the night. Uh, I will lead it off here as usual, usual for my lock. Um, let's go. Ooh, this is an ugly state. There's a lot of 14-point spreads here tonight. Um Hmm. hmm. I'm going to go New York Knicks as my lock in the first half Um, that plus six and a half. uh, They've been coming out playing real well in the first half of their last three games is that fourth quarter, like we talked about, has kind of been their their the thorn in their side, I guess I can say um, when they're not covering the full game spread. So I think they'll come out and play better here in the first half. So I'll take the Knicks as my lock in the first half plus six and a half. Um for my dog for tonight. You're already on the Miami Heat. Um God, there's not much else. Do we go Kings? Uh, I, I I don't like anything else. I'm gonna go Miami with you, man. Uh give me give me Miami plus one fifty, plus four and a half. On the spread as my dog in this game uh, against the Bucks here tonight. So, Nick's first half, plus six and a half as my lock. And then my dog, Miami Heat, plus four and a half, plus 150 on the money line trail. All
1: right. Munoz, swear he knows me, guys. He swear. <laughs> he knows me. I'm not on the Heat as my dog. The Heat or my lock? No, I think you're as your lock, yeah. Yeah, the Heat or my lock, for plus one and a half. Because I do think that. Milwaukee has a good chance to win this game as a final buzzer-beater shot. I just don't think that their bench is going to allow them to be up big on Miami at all. And if Miami is a spitting distance at the end of this game, they're going to make it. of They're going to make it a photo finish. At the very least, they're going to make it a photo finish. So Jimmy Butler time. Plus four and a half at for the Heat. That's my lock for my dog. Let's see.
0: What's the Kings money line? Plus two hundred. Well, let me hold on. Let me find the best best number. WinBet has it at plus two hundred. The best number I see on the board. Yeah, plus two hundred is the best one. Hmm. I want. Oh, that is so.
1: That is juicy. That is juicy. Okay. Yeah, we'll go. I'll go Kings money line. Let's okay. let's let's go Kings money line plus two hundred. That's my dog because I'm the Pelicans are going to falter at some point. They're going to falter, and this just seems like a lot of points for a game that I really do think the Kings could probably win. Because All if right. the Kings didn't get, if the Kings didn't blow that, they blew them out, and they're still six point dogs. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot, and I think they could they could possibly win that game. Mm-hmm. Sure, why not? Let's let's do that.
0: All right. So just uh, re- oh, you were thinking of another one there that you said was juicy. You want to give it out? Oh, or say what you were thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, of course, the Rockets is yeah. very juicy, but I was also looking
1: at the Thunder too, because I really do. I really do have a belief that between the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Sun, somebody's going to lose outright today, and so I don't necessarily. Have a really good gauge on which one of the three are going to lose outright. If you sprinkled on all three, I'm pretty sure you're going yeah. mm-hmm. you your to be up by the end of the night. Depending how you play your unit size, I'm almost positive you're going to be up by the end of the night because I'm pretty sure between one of them three is going to lose outright. But I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Kings because the Kings, the Kings just kind of feel like a more sure bet. I really don't understand because the Kings can score the basketball. They can run. They run. They can run the floor and score the basketball a lot, and so. This feels like a game where they can put up a bunch of points and if the Pelicans are not all there and Mm -hmm. everybody's not locked in ever in the slightest, especially in a home game where you're playing the Kings and you feel like that, hey, we should be able to beat them or favored by six, we should be able to beat them, you can get punched in the mouth. So, Do you think
0: the Knicks have a chance tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah. I took the Knicks um, 10 and a half. So, yeah, I do think they have a chance. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm willing to pick them or anything like that. But I think that they'll definitely be in the game. I can see this being a, you know, four or five point game in the end. There's there's, there's going to be a regression in the fouls called against them, especially after the NBA has realized that, holy shit, a lot of fouls have been called on the, for the 76ers in the past two games. Yeah. But absolutely. Um, so th- that's going to change. Like, they're going to stop getting – I'm almost positive that they're going to stop getting calls at some point. It may not be today, but at some point, James Harden and Joe Embiid are going to stop getting calls and they're going to be pissed. And they're going to be pissed for good reason, but I know the NBA is going to make this a focus because there's no way they, should be getting to the, they shouldn't be getting to the line that much. But they're doing that because they're really that good.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take a look at who's the referee today and see how many fouls they call but um, for that game. So that'll be interesting to kind of dig up. But that is the show for today guys for this wednesday edition of the nba gambling podcast um make sure to keep sitting in those reviews and ratings guys it really helps us grow uh we had about i think 24 25 reviews that came in for the month of february so please keep cranking those out uh for it really helps the show uh, it grows the show and again it looks good uh, on the charts as well so um, definitely uh, do that for us. It really helps us out. Uh, yeah, make sure just keep shooting yeah. them in. She, keep shooting them out. Just keep yeah. shooting them out. Plus, I like
1: reading them, and yeah. I be posting them on Instagram because they would be some really nice words. Y'all really know how to write these things. Like they're really nice. So, and words of affirmation is my love language. So I appreciate it. Keep sending them joints. Definitely, please keep. Matter of fact, go do it right now. Hey, as you're hearing this, just go ahead put a review in right now because you're listening to it. So you're in the app. So just go ahead tap out and put a review in right now i really
0: appreciate it because i really like reading them and i like seeing y'all nice words so please do that for me yeah there you go do it for terrell man yeah yeah. we've had a lot of reviews with people praising terrell so make sure to get those reviews in uh make sure to head over to the website sports gamblingpodcast.com. a lot of great stuff happening there uh with all the sports uh in in motion right now usfl those guys are actually cranking out the uh, content for that league that's starting up here very very soon, so make sure to check out all the hard work with all the contributors. Uh, Throw anything else, and let the people know where they can find you, man. At really at really real
1: underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. No man, we went through a pretty good slate. I'm about to go watch North Carolina and Beat the crap out of Radford today. The game actually started. I wonder what the score is. Let's see there you go. The All right. Let's end the show we'll so Terrell get can scored. get out
0: of here. Um, good luck with your bets tonight, guys. Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow for the NBA Gambling Podcast. With that being said, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball. Give me, the ball because I'm going to it. Basketball. Give me, the ball because I'm going go to